You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AMs, The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks, Karen. How's everything at Spice Radio? We're doing very well, Charlie. Thank you so much for asking. Now, this is a story that's been getting a lot of attention. Now, the federal government just recently has heightened its immigration targets as its primary solution to resolve Canada's immense labor supply shortage and sustain economic growth over the long term. Now, what's interesting, though, is there's a study that was released that suggests that Canada is not really paying enough attention to its strategies to retain immigrants uh, in the country. And Charlie, I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, this is a, an interesting, it's not uh, new, in, although there was, was an increase um, that uh, they went up from uh, 18% uh, until to 21% in the period of 2017 and 2019. So this was a study by the Institute for Canadian Citizenship and the Conference Board of Canada, and it's a significant increase in the number of permanent residents who have decided to leave the country, and um, this is a term that's called outward migration. Um, it's not something that's entirely new, though. The uh, There was a, a book written in 2017 by Douglas Saunders, who's a Globe and Mail journalist, and he made the argument that Canada needs a much larger population. His book was called Maximum Canada, but he went through history and and even going back to the 19th century that there's been this minimizing impulse in Canada was the phrase he used, and to keep Canada largely rural and agricultural at that time, and that kind of coincided with a whole bunch of people moving to Canada and then leaving Canada and going to the United States. And so, um, it, you know, Canada's had an, an urban industrial economy, you know, in the 20th century, in the 21st century. But you have to ask the question, why, why does Canada have a population of about 40 million and the U.S. has a population nearly 10 times that? And part of the reason is this outward migration, which has been going on for decades and centuries, that uh, people come to Canada and they leave. So there was this spike, 2017, 2019, um, but what the survey uh, didn't address is what, what were the numbers during the pandemic, because it was much more difficult to leave the country. In the meantime, Mark Miller, the, the Minister of Citizenship and Immigration, has increased the targets now to 500,000, uh, 485,000, and then to 500,000 by 2025-2026. So Canada is looking to immigration to address its uh, labor shortage needs, um, and that will continue, but it remains a question what the government's going to do to try to encourage people to stay here once they come here. Mm -hmm. Because that's something I've definitely been noticing, especially in the headlines where there's a lot of folks who do come to Canada and suddenly like, you know what, I'm going to leave now. So I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how what will they do to try to retain immigrants? Because obviously we do need them. We've got a lot of shortages here. Um, And Charlie, now another topic. uh, Daylight savings time, of course, is this weekend. And every time this approaches, there's always so much debate. There's back and forth. Why do we still do this practice? And then, Charlie, it got me thinking. 
thinking how I remember not too long ago, uh, we were talking about how there was some sort of legislation to basically remove the practice of daylight savings times in B.C. So what happened to that? Yeah, it was John Horgan <laughs> is the one politician who really uh, pushed for this to uh, not change the clocks back. And it, it received a lot of attention when he was premier, um, even passing legislation to create a Pacific time zone where the time would remain the same all the year, all year round. Saskatchewan has this, um, and and he did this massive public consultation. Ninety-three percent of the respondents wanted a permanent daylight time, um, but he didn't proceed because he couldn't persuade uh, the Americans to do this along the Pacific coast. And uh, the U.S. Senate um, has also been an, <laughs> a body that has been, been trying to raise this. But I think B.C., in part because of the film industry, and they're all in the same time zone, and that makes B.C. very attractive as a site for Hollywood North, that it never actually got done during Horgan's term, but there does appear to be widespread public support. In many other countries, they don't have daylight savings time. Um, but we still have these clock switching. I actually kind of like the fall when the clocks go back and I get an extra hour, but then you get to spring and it goes forward and, and you kind of go, oh, here we go. But the benefit is, is more light in the evening. Exactly. So can Charlie, we somehow like still have more light and get more sleep? I think that's asking for too much. But if only, I mean, I just honestly, I've been here my whole life. So I've grown up with this time change. I know how it goes. But especially when I talk to family overseas, and I tell them about this practice, they're always so weirded out by it. They're like, what you you do this? This is a thing. So I'm hoping one day it ends. But I guess Charlie, only time will tell at this point. But I have a feeling it's not going to happen. Do you think this it, is actually going to happen? It's especially difficult on morning radio hosts. <laughs> yes, I will say that. That that too is part of it. Now, Charlie, finally, one of, I would argue, the biggest stories of the week, especially if you're a Swifty fan, Taylor Swift has announced that she's coming to Vancouver in December 2024. And what I find fascinating about this announcement, Charlie, is I've been reading, right, wherever Taylor Swift goes, she boosts economies around the world. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that's what fascinates yeah. me about her. It, it, it's called Swiftonomics or Taylorinomics. <laughs> and there's there's been a, a fair amount written about this. Um, and, and she's now a billionaire now. So, um, but there was there have been studies in, in different cities. Uh, like one study, for instance, Colorado, that uh, uh, Two performances by her boosted the state's GDP by 140 million in terms of consumer spending. Then the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia stated that her her tour actually helped stimulate travel and tourism, and made it the strongest month for hotel revenue in May. I think the fact that she's coming to Vancouver in December is really good news for the hotel business um, because. That tends to be a little slower period as opposed to the summer. Um, also in Chicago, they had a, a record for occupied hotel rooms in June um, when she played three nights at Soldier Field. And so this has been happening in cities all over the place, and, and I think Vancouver, we can expect the same.
And, you know, Charlie, I noticed that there was some conversation where people were saying, well, will there be even enough accommodations for people? Because some people are concerned that there may not be enough. Do you think that's going to be an issue? I, I don't think so, because I think what happens is, like, you can still do Airbnb in your in your personal residence. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's one thing that uh, there, w- there will be. I, I, I just... It's hard to believe that a, a concert um, <laughs> could actually result in a breakdown. And when you think of all the other things that take place, conventions and, you know, just the, the peak season of summer, I'd be more concerned about the, the, the accommodation in the summer, actually, than in December. And I say this as someone who used to work in the hotel business uh, when I was young. I'd book hotel rooms. So this, the winter is very, very... Um, quiet and it's also a time you can negotiate lower prices um if you show up at hotels when they're not full because they want to fill in the rooms um but in the summer it's it's just crazy yeah it is crazy and i just think you know one of the things i will say looking at this year is i didn't realize the power of taylor swift and it is quite something so i look forward to seeing what she will do for vancouver charlie thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it have a wonderful oh, my weekend. pleasure have a great weekend thanks Bye.